We are out of here. The ducks don't get to take hockey away from you. Stories without a few letdowns are boring I want you to think about all the other kids who've been told that they're too small or too slow. They just want to get out there and play. Freaks. Is he doing a trick? Let's start our own team. Look at this. Your first teammate. I would not be an acid physically. I have more of a podcast body. This is ducks. And ducks lie together. That's right, Jan. We're not goons. We're not bullies. No matter what people say or do, you have us. This is ducks. I'm gonna let this roll for a second before we actually get into it proper because I want to watch the levels too. So, yeah. hey, uh, hey Tesla. Oh, hey Andrew. How you doing? I'm excellent. It's a Friday. We made it to another pandemic week. So, what is there not to be excited about? <laughs> you know, life in the future. But other than that, nothing. <laughs> um, no, this is our future. This is our future. Yeah. And speaking of that, uh, it's been a big week in the world. Because, you know, not only have we had uh, big news when it comes to global pandemics, um, global migration, climate change, mm-hmm. boats that are stuck like that scene in Austin Powers where he's got like the little like <laughs> mobile thing and he can't move it out <laughs> in the hallway. I'm thinking uh, of this, uh, the Spice Girls bus when I try to jump it. That's what, what I'm picturing. And I'm just like, or someone could just move it. It's just a boat. Just so, move it. Something along the uh, Suez Canal along that level. But yeah, no, that's 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 the world we're living in right now. Um, but I, the, I love the pandemic world, actually. it's. I feel like maybe I have like some sort of Stockholm Syndrome and then I can't return I think that that's, to the regular world. <laughs> I think that we're all feeling that to an extent because, like, like I, I've said this before, that, like, on one hand, like, whether you want to or not, people are like, oh, yeah, I'm jumping in the orgy pile. Like, it's going to go on the street any day now. Um, but, like, it just still hasn't gone on for, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, I still have yet to see the orgy pile. Um, I'm, like, terrified of people. All I do is now, like, I blame Trisha. Uh, she set me off on this thing of true crime and, like, these scary movies where just, like, every normal-looking person is a murderer. And so what has everyone been doing in the pandemic besides practicing their murders? This is a really good point. It's um, <laughs> what I imagine they're doing, because what else do you have time to learn? new skills i've literally spent the pandemic like perfecting my game in all three levels of hitman which is <laughs> like how to kill people so um you make a good point here so uh but my name is andrew o'connor and uh i'm a goofball and i have an amazing comedian and podcast host here with me today here tessa yay uh from the amazing sfl talk podcast shout out trisha shout out sfl yes. and uh We've decided that the biggest, most important thing going on right now is not the pandemic. It's not the wars and the strife and the grief that we're all going through. It's the relaunch of the Mighty Ducks in the form of a Disney Plus show. Yes. <laughs> a six-part series. Yes. And when I first heard this was happening, I no joke, Michael Jackson, or not Michael Jackson, Michael Jordan, like, cry face. I was like, why would they do this? I don't have time for these emotions. Uh, but I do. I have nothing to say. It's, we have nothing to do better than this right now. And I think it's important for us just to start with this, which is that, Tessa, you know, 
I, uh, I have a relationship to the Mighty Ducks, just like any human being does. Uh -huh. um, but I want to hear about yours first, because, uh, you know, I think that before we get into, you know, uh, this podcast, we're calling This is Ducks, a six-part series <laughs> into the Mighty Ducks and their new Disney Plus show. Uh, I want to hear about what's your history with Mighty Ducks and hockey, and how how did you come here, um, other than an Uber? <laughs> <laughs> well, my relationship to the Ducks started in 1996, when D3 The Mighty Ducks came out in theaters, and I remember very vividly, I was all of eight years old, but very excited, because I feel like I got to choose to see it in the theaters. The which third was like one. The third one. The third one. The third one. So I came in late, but I am but the youngest of millennials. Uh, so, uh, so I didn't get the 92 because I was four and not really with it. I wasn't cool then. I didn't know shit. Uh, but by 96, I got my shit together. I was in all of second grade yeah. and just like killing it at life. I probably peaked then. We're not going to talk about that. That's not what this podcast is about. <laughs> <laughs> but... I do remember seeing it in theaters and really loving it, and I just like really have a soft spot in my heart for uh, sports movies of all kinds. They always make me cry. In doing my like homework to do this podcast, again, I'm sitting on my couch watching a, a child sports movie crying uh, because I'm just like, it's teamwork, and they get it, and why can't adults get it? And I'm like, you know, if we would have really like paid attention to these lessons our coaches were trying to teach us as kids, we'd be in such a good place right now. How come no one gets it? That's me uh when i watch these movies so it's kind of unsettling and usually why i watch them alone but uh i digress <laughs> i i feel like we talked about this beforehand because like no no like there's this weird shit with 90s kids to where like that whole genre i mean like look we're space jam kids yes like there's there's nothing also because it's like i mean i've said this before like I work in a job where I have to talk to people who have, like, all different types of backgrounds. Mm -hmm. And where I didn't give a shit about sports ball for a certain period of time growing up because, like, once I was, like, old enough to realize that, it, you know, these are all our children's games. And so be it for, like, <laughs> well, we have to preserve the sanctity of high school school sports <laughs> records. It's like, f fuck, why? Um, <laughs> and, like, uh, that's really lame. Um, <laughs> like, okay. Uh, but, like, but my, my thing is, like, I never approached it that way. But, like, I also, like, as I got older, I really appreciated sports for what they are, which is, like, a great unifier, right? Because mm -hmm. it's, like, all of us can get down with the underdog story with the idea of people who, like, literally, like, this is, like, meritocracy that we always talk about in America. Yeah. Like, that doesn't actually exist. Mm -hmm. And, like, you have all these wonderful examples. And so, like, similarly, like, I always say, like, hockey is only played by kids who live in Siberia or who have, like, kids who are <laughs> upper middle class and above. Uh, because, like, those fucking pads are expensive. Uh, it is, like, a high barrier to entry, the hockey. Very high barrier yeah. to entry. Also, like, low uh, Fahrenheit. <laughs> you know, like, uh, level two entry. So, low barometer, high bar. You know, like, uh, when it comes to cash. So, like, if you've got those two combinations where it's always, like, you're, you're you know, you're breaking your celsius you know what uh, below zero uh, on your barometer but you have the cash then the hockey is the it's thing sport for you it and might... like i just like that their penalty is just like hanging out on the side like okay is this a penalty is this just like a ref like there's not other sport that i can think of with a timeout <laughs> right what does that say about them <laughs> well and that's the thing is that like also too 
I, 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 so I, I've said this many times, which is that like, I love hockey in the sense that like, I joke that the Canadians fix soccer. And I also, I need to be like careful <laughs> about this because like I've reframed my feelings on soccer. I've got very much into the world cup. I have friends who like are from different countries who like got me into the whole thing behind mm-hmm. it. And I think that soccer is a beautiful sport and I'm like, I'm not trying to, to, to neg soccer right here. Yeah. But I'll neg soccer. But I'll neg soccer. I'll neg soccer. It's trash. Uh, I don't get it. I mean, I get it. I understand what's happening. I just don't, I don't. Well, it seems the Canadians fixed it because they put it on ice, which already, it's like, you know, like, there's a lot of, like, Disney shows that are just, like, kind of, like, okay, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, that, like you put it on ice, and, like, shit, I'll watch that. <laughs> like, you know, like, and, like, it seems to be hockey's that. Also, it's, like, it's a shorter field, because, like, soccer, mm-hmm. the most boring shit is, like, you're just kicking a ball, like, a hundred fucking feet, and nothing happens. Yeah. Whereas, like, hockey, that shit fucking flies around the thing and hits somebody in the face and, like, knocks them unconscious. Exactly. <laughs> so. And I think maybe that's why I don't like about soccer, is that you can go a 0-0 match and then, like, everyone just, like, leaves the field. And I was like, wait, we're not dead? No one's died? You're just going to walk off the field? They are, I'm not saying that they're not impressive athletes, because they're absolutely impressive athletes. I just don't like a game where no one wins. I just don't <laughs> think they're winners. I, yeah. I agree with you. <laughs> <laughs> and I think this is a key point with soccer, because I, I like... I remember nothing more than the 2010 World Cup, where um, <clears throat> like I had a friend who was like in England, and like there were some things where like people were always like like living with at the time, like wanting to get up and watch it. It was this whole thing. Got up and watched this stupid game. It was like you know like 11 o'clock on like a Saturday when I was like drunk and hungover, and I was like 22 or something like that. And uh, no, it was not at that point in time. Whatever. Uh, <laughs> forever 22. Point is. <laughs> I, I ended up watching this thing, and then it ended up in a tie after fucking three hours of a fucking soccer match between the U.S. and England. And I'm like, well, we had a tie the British? Like... And I was like, there's no such thing as a tie with the British. You it should be on site with the British and everything. It like, when we be. see you on site, we are going, we're, every American should just give everything for that fight. As a, you know, as a patriot, <laughs> you leave it on the field. And, and all... if it's your life, then that's how far we had to go. And thank you for your service, but... All these weird British people were all upset because, like, oh, my God, this is so terrible. We, 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 we taught the Americans. And it's like, it didn't feel like a win. <laughs> that's all I'll say right here. Like, that's a situation that should have felt like a win. It didn't. Yeah. It is what it is. Yeah. But, I feel like when I'm watching, well, the hockey games that I've seen, there's never been a minute where I was just like, they're really taking it easy on each other. No. They didn't come to play today. Like, <laughs> there's... They, that's the thing is, it's the only sport also that like legalized fighting. Yeah, <laughs> it's really it's like MMA <laughs> on ice. I really feel like it's MMA on yeah. ice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, what is it? It's also something where it's like again, too. It's like again, I don't understand too. Like where now it's still like kind of allowed for you. Like, well, you can fight, but there's like rules for fighting, which is like. But, like, you can't slug somebody in a fucking basketball game. <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, you get, like, kicked, like, literally ejected for that thing. It's, like, the one thing you do get ejected for. Yeah. You just, like, straight up just, like, you know, punch someone in the fucking face or in the dick. Yeah. And hockey, <laughs> like, you can, like, literally just go ahead and just be like, nope, I'm going to punch you right in the mouth right here. And it's just like, you go on timeout for five minutes, young man. You think about what you, you did. You think about what you just did, sir. <laughs> which is amazing. Which is also, like, where, like, so... What blew me away, and why I'm so excited to talk about this whole thing, is like Mighty Ducks, because Mighty Ducks is a real cultural phenomenon. Mm-hmm. And in doing research into this, this is something I always kind of wondered about. I was like, wait, like, did the Mighty Ducks exist before like the Disney movies, or like, and no, no, so, Tessa, I have, so I've got some notes here. <laughs> 
on what I have learned about the Mighty Ducks franchise. And let's just kind of go through the whole story of it. Okay. So we talked about you coming in D3. D3 was the... Uh, it wasn't the greatest. It was the cash grab of the franchise. It made only like $20 million at the box office, whereas the other ones were like making 50, 50. and they were just huge breakout like hits. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll talk about this later, but all the movies have like 20% on Rotten Tomatoes. Which is and, like, offensive. <laughs> Roger I mean, Ebert I was like an asshole about it. Look, the, the critics are trash. We don't need to be... Exactly. We, yeah, we don't need to go in and get into that whole Watch thing. Watch a movie because you like movies, not because some idiot with a degree, says that you should watch it or like it. That's not how art works. <laughs> That's exactly true. And it's amazing also how reviews work nowadays to where, like, the reviews for this film were so terrible of the cultural phenomenon that's so around us. It actually spawns a fourth sports franchise we'll get to in a second. Versus this thing, which is fine, but it's got, like, 90% on Rotten Tomatoes right now. And let me tell you, uh, spoiler, it <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's got some issues. Nah. <laughs> we'll see where it gets to. It's one episode, <laughs> but... Uh, <laughs> It's an opening effort. Uh, it's uh, yeah, it's it's an episode. We met the characters. We did, we did, we did. We'll get into those. But so one of the things I found amazing, Tess, is you have the first three movies. We also have the animated series, which we were talking about earlier, which a lot of people don't know. So there's a Saturday morning cartoon. They must have been cool kids who like would do things with their families on Saturdays, but it's true. But we, serial kids who would just like watch that and like Lashkey because it's like okay, yeah. this is on. Either ABC or Fox at the time, whatever it was. Yeah. One of the, the, the Saturday morning networks, maybe it was the one where they had the genie doing yeah. little things. What was about. it like to be loved by your parents? It would have been it would have been nice. Um but <laughs> <laughs> but what one thing I do find amazing about this show, which was that uh, so they had the first three movies and they're of course again, this is just in case you're listening to a podcast called This Is Ducks about Monty Ducks and you've no idea. It's about a team of young ragtag kids who learn to play hockey and each other's in spirit to go ahead and win in the process. Three movies about it, but then there's a show to where they take it to the next level where instead of human beings, they choose to have the Saturday morning cartoon as anthropomorphic ducks who live on a world called Puck World. Now, the important thing about Puck World, Tessa, is that it's an icy <laughs> planet. And this icy planet allows the ducks to go ahead and participate in their favorite pastime, which is hockey. Right, mm-hmm. and so there's Wingblade, which is one of the main ones. He's got, I believe, a brother on the team. It's actually very diverse in terms of gender duck team. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's kind of the mo of the <laughs> Mighty Ducks is that they are very surprisingly diverse. Uh, duck gender diversity, and like you can't really say it's duck racial diversity, but like they're yeah. really playing into some of those kind of like Latinx and like black accents to where it's like. Nah. I can a duck wear blackface? Oh, should I? Should I be angry? Well, uh, one of the uh, uh, villains is Doctor Coolface, and I just I encourage you to like listen to it because he sounds like Tom Loke, and it's just there's a thing. There's a thing. It's the '90s, but there's a thing. So, eh. but anyhow, so again, so Mighty Ducks is like this big cultural phenomenon, and at the time, do you know who Michael Eisner is? No. Michael Eisner was the CEO of Disney, who was infamous for this period. He's a very, very, very influential guy. He's the reason why we have Pixar. He's also a monster, <laughs> like a whole Hollywood ah! executives. Uh, very interesting guy. Michael Eisner, though, Anaheim around the time. So, you know, you have Disneyland, mm-hmm. and they decide that, like, Disneyland's not enough. We need to go full Scientologist, and the entire city of Anaheim should be owned by the corporation of Disney. I see no flaws in that plan. 
None whatsoever. <laughs> and so Mike Wiseman was like, this is the plan. And so at the time, they realized, okay, like, well, we don't have a lot of options. What are we going to go ahead and do? And uh, in terms of, like, we want to add a sports team. Because he's a big idea. And his son got into youth hockey. From that, he's like, okay, hockey. The Mighty Ducks, he commissions this movie. This movie becomes this phenomenon with Disney. And then he's like, we got it. And the corporation of Disney paid $50 million to expand the NHL, a team to add the Anaheim Mighty Ducks at the time. Now, since then, they've been sold back to a different person, so now it's the Anaheim Ducks, which is so lame. Go back to Mighty Ducks. Like, the Mighty Ducks. Like, I'm, I mean, come on. And we'll talk about it there because they have, like, dumb colors in the, the yeah. show, which is trying to be intentional because they're supposed to be, like, douches, but, like, also, like, the new thing is, like, this, like, weird, like, beige and gray. It looks yeah, like, it's, like, like, gray and... Come on now. It's, like, give me the green and with the quack quack. Yeah. Like, you mean, like, yeah. the big, big, goofy quackness. Exactly. Uh, with the Jason mask with the duck bill. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which we'll get into, too, because one of the children in this show may be a serial killer. It might be a murderer. Uh, which transition point, I think that's <laughs> a good one right here. So let's go ahead. Uh, we're going to get into our next segment here in a second, which is going to be our recap of the episode. Mm-hmm. But let's take a minute to hear from our sponsors in the show. So thank you guys so much for listening. Uh, you know, Tessa, this is, our, this is our quack fact, I think. Yeah. You know, so if you're a listener right now, I just want to say... From the bottom of my heart, quack. Quack back. Quack. 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 Are we, are we doing it? Are you guys doing it too? Quack. 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 All right, so we're going to get into our requack of the uh, first episode here of Game Changers. And uh, boy, howdy, what an episode. Well, it was thrilling. It is. Tessa, it came out so much more sarcastic than I meant it to be. But I meant it very genuinely. So. I, no, no, no. So like, like genuinely, like, let's get into first reactions. Like, like, so did you like the first episode? Yes, yes. I have nothing but good feelings about the series. I feel like it really is reminiscent, reminiscent of the original Mighty Ducks. D one. D one. It just in terms of the setup, we've got a little appearance by Coach Bombay, who's backstory from the first movie I just completely find fascinating. Can we pause here and um, can we comment on the fact that Emilio Estevez looks like a Madame Tussauds version of Emilio Estevez nowadays? Yes, he does and it's quite terrifying. Um, It's quite terrifying that like only like nose down acting has worked for him for at least 30 years. (laughs) And I'm like what is happening? You have the stillest forehead. Like he's the original the original Botox, like, ad, because whatever he's doing, I also want it. I want it. I want to look like this for forever. Do you? This? Yes. I mean, no, no, you look <laughs> gorgeous right now. What I'm saying is, like, do you want to look like that, is what oh, I'm saying. You know, you know, I kind of, like, in my later years, I imagined, like, a black waspy version of me who, like, wears robes a lot and, like, fuzzy slippers. And so still face in that scenario isn't, like, out of the ordinary. I feel like to fit in with my friends, I just I feel like to. they just, like, they lit him, like, <laughs> a very self-conscious, like, you know, like, like 12-year-old trying to take selfies the entire fucking first episode. And there's all these, like, scenes with him where it's just, like, again, you mentioned, like, the, the, the forehead, like, not moving, but you're absolutely right. 
But, like, he's having these, like, scenes where he's, like, supposed to be this, like, disgruntled, like, grizzled person. Yeah. And he's just got this, like, beautiful, like, you know, like, almost, like, glass sea of a forehead. Yes! <laughs> he looks phenomenal for whatever age he currently is. But I also thought it was funny that, like, he looks like he's never worn polyester before. He looks extremely uncomfortable in his clothes. This... <laughs> he's like, this isn't Prada. Like, you can just read it on his face. And I'm like, oh, my God, you've never been poor, have you? Sir. Well, well, before we get into, like, well, let's give a, a quick recap of what happens, because Emilio doesn't show up right away. What yeah, happens yeah. is that the show starts, and we actually go ahead and get, uh, it literally starts with Podcast Kid, as I'm calling it right now, <laughs> uh, who is in our, in our little opening with our, his uh, wonderful line about a podcast body, but there's a um, kid who is um, doing a podcast on the Mighty Ducks. The Mighty Ducks now has grown into the, like, powerhouse of mm-hmm. youth hockey, with Literal pyrotechnics. Yes. Um, they spared no expense for this Minnesota team. Like. None whatsoever. Um, I noticed a couple of lines here that I wrote down here, which was, um, uh, you know, a you mentioned the color scheme, which was like some... Like, yeah. They're no longer the traditional green, purple, um, and I think maybe like some like white piping somewhere. The um, original Mighty Ducks, now they're like... Violent purple? Like a violent purple, black, <laughs> they're edgy now. Maybe they have like dark emotions. I don't know what they're trying to emote through these costumes, but it wasn't like happiness, joy, and teen sh- like teen sportsmanship stuff. It was like a violent purple with like, you know, like if you've got like a like um, uh, street, <laughs> just, street racing car where they have like a hue underneath it. And so like there's like a blue <laughs> hue underneath it that was like yeah. that was like the like, accent color in the Jack's jersey. So... Oh. Um, but I then they also it. like there's some weird shit though where it's like these like kids like so like they're like clearly like just like it's very much like so going back to like the old like like, like you know Mighty Ducks always has like the better hockey team it was mm-hmm. like the Icelandic team which was the Russians um, <laughs> and then they had like the prep school team in D two or whatever it was mm-hmm. but in this one it's like the Mighty Ducks are the the the, the, the so villains the, question mark that's the that that's the whole spin on this. But then they have this, like, weird fucking thing, they're all, like, 12 years old, where they're like, hey, come to the hot tub after this thing, where it's, like, the first weird sexualization of these children in this yeah. thing, where there is multiple, which we'll get into, which is weird, but, like, okay, so you have these, like, hot jocks, which sounds, like, prosecutable for me to yeah, say about a bunch of 12-year-olds, but that's, uncomfortable. that's how they, they started legal. to phrase the whole thing and, and do it. <laughs> But so it, it starts very quickly, and then the main character, um, the young boy whose mom Alex uh, is in the stands watching, mm-hmm. so she uh, uh, leaves work early, even though it's a challenge because she's not just a paralegal, but she is quote the best paralegal. Best paralegal, watch out for her. Uh, someone asked her, "We need the best paralegal in the office," which is clearly <laughs> you, which was an amazing exposition line. Right? Which was just like. <laughs> Okay, all right, we're just going to go ahead and do that. Uh, but she goes right to, to her son's practice. And again, as someone with a single mom, like, I yeah. actually love this whole single mom aspect of yeah. this whole thing. It gets going. He's immediately shamed. Immediately, not without one second goes by without her being shamed. Just does not go on. But then what happens here is that, so, uh, her son gets cut from the team. Because uh, something here, which is a side thing, we talked about this earlier, Tessa hasn't seen Letterkenny, which is a show mm-hmm. nobody has seen. But it's a Trailer Park Boys, which also nobody's seen, uh, but even better, more modern. Uh, it's this amazing show about this small town in Canada where, like, there's this, like, there's just, like, four groups of people. There's, like, weird gothy meth heads. There's rednecks. And then, like, one of the subgroups is these hockey people. Mm-hmm. And the famous just 
completely just like vacant brained like dumb hockey bro uh uh who's obsessed with like puck bunnies which is like their name for like groupies that are like, <laughs> puck, <laughs> like hockey, bunnies. puck bunnies it's, it's such i a, like that it's such a good show uh, but he is, like, perfect casting. He is the now like, coach, I guess, of the Money Ducks. So it's like the dumb kid from Letterkenny. What does that say about our team? Uh, if the dumbest character from Letterkenny is the most advanced player on this tiny Minnesota team, I... It's remarkable. So he he, he kicks off the team because he's, like, he's chewing gum. He's like, listen, kid, you're just not cut off for this. You might be good for one thing, but it's not uh, hockey. So... and. Yeah, that's how it all goes. So nonchalantly, I was like, "Is this how male coaches speak to their athletes?" And so, at that point in time, which I fell for the kid, because like I swear to God, my mom saw this before my life. But like, <laughs> mom, mom bear comes in, and it's like, "Well, if he is the thing, then like everybody, and like you know, starts to do this whole big speech about how essentially all the parents of like you know children's sports are maniacs who are paying yeah. for sixteen trainers and the whole thing." Which lands flat in its face. It becomes a whole big thing. Uh, and then podcast cast body, you know, kid, like, ends the scene. Um, uh, podcast body kid. Uh, <laughs> we say podcast body kid because, again, like, a very adorable child uh, who uh, we will be uh, reaching out to to see if we can get as a special guest on this yeah, podcast. Yeah, we want him on the show. He's we gotta great. talk to him. We gotta know that BTS. We gotta have that secret. What's happening behind the scenes. What does Amelia's skin look like up close? he he was amazing but like so they find out that okay so he gets cut for the team and so the whole plot starts to get in motion to where mom says no we're gonna start our own team and kids like i'm not sure about this and then what through amazing things first and foremost mom somehow finds a grant for a yeah off camera uh, off camera for an amount that she later sifts to gordon mom which we'll get like on a Written down, like... Yeah, very, like, uh... Mafia. Yeah, <laughs> like, a, like, oh! Amount of, like, public funding <laughs> that she finds somehow and secures it, but What then, do you think she wrote on it? One thousand dollars. <laughs> 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 How much is a park district in, in like, semi-rural... Yeah. Oh, no, it's, like, urban Minnesota, so yeah, I'm uh, assuming it's he, the Twin Cities. He's like, I'm, I'm gonna give you fifteen hundred dollars <laughs> in a bunch of cans of, um... Uh, or I'm gonna get in like at least like ten bottles of nitrate. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Also like four boxes of twenty-four ounces of steel reserve to eleven. Like, you know, like what I did mean, she give Gordon Bombay's drunken ass? It's, it's a very <laughs> weird question that comes up here. But so they decide, okay, we, we're gonna start our own team, but we need six players to do so. Mm-hmm. So what do they go ahead and do is that they start on this whole big thing. The first person we get you into to is a character I'm going to call a wear princess. And we're going to go to a clip here. Uh, <laughs> just because this is remarkable. Don't let him get to you. They make fun of me because I dress like a warrior princess and go to Magic the Gathering conventions. But it doesn't bother me. Alright, so... I hate this girl. <laughs> is she trolling us? She's like, a child, Tessa. We can't hate her. She's from inside the TV, which is rude, because this is my sanctuary. Uh, <laughs> how dare she? But like, is she dressed like a 2002 year, like, from the year 2002? Uh, kind of a lame person. I'm, she looks like, like, an original version of, a, what is that store? J. Jill, where they just wear rags and they're very expensive? Like, Ooh, it's always in malls. Deep like cut. a Chico's. Like, what's a Chico's? Deep cut. Something like that. And then she's like, 
and that's the emo like the no emo you're very right she of... she is dressed like you know she was in a pacific sunwear in 2002 <laughs> and like there's a very weird thing with this where it's also too it's like okay so they specifically mentioned that she's like i'm a wear princess who also plays magic the gathering and tessa and i are big enough nerds yeah. you know tessa you're a D nerd and yeah. i'm just you know, I, all types of nerd right here. Not as much a D and D nerd, but like I've played many a yeah. many a, a RTS and, and and also a D and D round. <laughs> but like, okay, so like Magic is very specific. It was a card game from the nineties that like still has like 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 all these kind of like weird like nerd things like peaks and valleys of popularity, mm-hmm. but like never never will approach the like yeah. wildness hey. it had for like two years. But <laughs> like like Yu Gi Oh, like no one's fucking going back to Yu Gi Oh, right? <laughs> but so she mentions like I'm a weird magic gathering nerd, and so like this to me, and like has to be start talking. I was like, okay, so like this is just lazy writing to where like this is clearly somebody who's from that era yeah. who's like trying like, to you're pick obviously on. Obviously, in your forties, right? It's like he's still picking on the still the same yeah. kid right here who was playing on Magic Gathering twenty years yeah. ago. But then as we talked about, it, we realized like, hey, what if she actually is fucking playing Magic? Like that's fucking weird, right? <laughs> like, Are we old? Like, <laughs> and if I'm saying us, and I'm including the listener in this, like you're also old. Uh, no matter how old you are. <laughs> like, that would be much more bizarre because there's, like, not a single person she's playing against that's under the age of 40. They're all, <laughs> like, like, very grown neck-bearded men. Like, it's a concern. It's a... I would, if I was her parents, that's all I'd say. Like, this is a habit I just wouldn't want you to get into just yes. because the pool of people you're playing with are not the... Um, I mean, um, the odds that this turns into a To Catch a Predator situation are high. Is what I would say. There, There's not a lot of people with this niche interest. And the concentric circles over, like, weirdness. She's a child. It just seems, like, very strange in how she got it. She's like, hey, this is my thing I play with my dad, like, all the time. That'd be normal. Yeah, but that's but weird she, to, like, take a dad activity and make it your identity. It is well, very I strange. Well, I mean, no, like, I mean, my dad likes fishing and, like, he wears two colors. That's, like, his thing. Well, uh, we were just talking about this beforehand. You mentioned your dad <laughs> likes fishing, and that's a whole different... Yeah. We'll get into it in the next episode. <laughs> I, I've gotten much more into fishing than that. I, I guess that. I'm currently wearing two colors, so maybe I've done the same thing. <laughs> um, you're not hanging out with, like, 40-year-old pederasts. <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? Like, playing a card game, though. Like, I'm going to say I do hang out in a lot of comedy settings, and so... That's you are hanging out with a lot of 40-year-old pederasts, <laughs> I mean, so fair enough. <laughs> a lot of green rooms. Oh... <laughs> Oh, but I was about oh. Chicago comedy. Oh, okay. I mean, this has probably been the best year for comedy because it's been because no been, It's the same thing with mass shootings. It's like, oh, we've had the best year forever because no one's been outside. And the second we start being, it's like, oh, they're just... You're like, oh, you're still here? Rapists still letting and, you in? Now we're letting the rapists and mass shooters back into society. Yay. Oh, okay. <laughs> so... Uh, it's got dark. We um, digress. <laughs> we digress. Ducks. All right, so back to... Back to ducks. All right, so... After they decide we have to create this big team outside of uh, the Wear Princess, they decide now to they find somebody on like uh, NHL the you know yeah, whatever live uh, game 2020, uh who's uh, I think his name is Goop like the um, uh, oh, like Gooper thirteen Goop like the uh, what's it called uh, the uh, the Gwyneth Paltrow website like Goop thirteen. Oh. <laughs> Um, the lifestyle brand. I and Goop is a very large uh, Hispanic boy who seems to be very depressed. And these two little white boys show up to his house unannounced, unannounced. 
Who the fuck know. let them in? Like, just show up in his basement. I didn't see anyone knock on their door. I didn't hear someone's mom yell. Uh, this kid is bawling on NHL. Just, just like, just yeah. like he's like clearly like really talented, but also like very de- like you know depressed. And so the one kid who wants to like he's mad because he got cut from the other team, like you know with like the good hockey players. Uh, he he goes back to uh, start asking him. It's like, hey, you want to play? And he's like, no, I'm depressed. And like, what makes you think I can play? Just play yeah. video games. And then the white kids start pelting him with a bunch of objects. I was like, is that how we make friends in 2021? <laughs> to prove he can play, like, goalie, but also, like... And, of course, he catches it right there because, yeah. like, he's, he's magic. Like, ding, deflect, um, <laughs> ding, deflect, deflect. This kid looked kind of... It was kind of cool. I was like, you know, I would have definitely been, like, taking shots <laughs> to that. Well, it is amazing, too, because, like, the only people who've shown competence on this, like, new version of Mighty Ducks are the kids of color, which is, like, the black skateboarding kid, which we'll get into in a second, mm-hmm. and then also, like, this, like, large Hispanic kid who's, like, depressed and, like, again, yeah. they pelt him with objects to where they make a plot and comedy point, where we had to go back and rewind because they actually thought he talked to the kid, but he didn't. <laughs> To where one of the, the podcast kid turns to the sociopath kid, who which we were convinced at this point in time is a budding sociopath, which we'll get, like, as the series progresses, we're going to keep an eye on. But he pulls up a hammer, and he's like, we're going to toss a hammer at this kid right here. Yeah, and, and he's just like, sitting in and minding his own fucking business. Like, someone you know, had like, stopped his arm. It was, like, almost in that throwing position, like a like an axe competition. And I was like, someone had to stop you from throwing a hammer at a person? It was some weird shit. Like, I'm just, like, objectively, this, like, moment was a very weird thing. And then, of course, like, uh, he denies him in that moment. Yeah. But... We've also not seen this kid's family, if he has a family. It's kind of, like... The whole thing is... Uh, it's bonkers. I'm interested in his backstory. I'm interested. I am, but it's also something to where the introduction here, it just made no sense, and you just let, like, random white kids in there to throw, like, pelt this one kid to join the team who was <laughs> fucked up. He... So then they transition And then I hard. suppose they just leave, because they just, you know, threw this kid's whole basement at him, and then they just, like, I guess leave, and just, like, don't pick it up, and are like... Yeah. That's exactly it. Hard <laughs> cut to Alex Morrow, mom of kid, mom of kid. who is the best peer leader, mm-hmm. and she gets talked to by discount Olivia Munn, um, and <laughs> this is where it gets to be really weird, because, like, we had to pause the screen, so she's sitting at her desk... And looking at what's, like, it's got, like, this, like, you know, dashboard of, like, charts and graphs. And we, like, pause it, and, like, it's Google Analytics. It talks about page views and impressions and shit. And it's just, like, why is this paralegal looking yeah. at, like, page views? Maybe for the new Ducks site, the team. You know, maybe. Maybe, maybe but that's a four. Right? <laughs> but, so, this uh, discount Olivia Munn's, like, oh, ha, 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 you're so scrappy and poor. Uh, now I need you to go over to this apartment building we have and tell them about a free gym membership because we're, like, kicking them out of their rec control apartment, but we're giving them a gym membership. Mm-hmm. Which is a whole bunch of things to unpack in here. Because yeah. it's like... What an interesting sea story. <laughs> I don't think that's a paralegal's job. <laughs> Maybe I'm confused. Because, like, again, paralegal, no, like... parademon, lots of paras out there nowadays. <laughs> Not sure exactly what paralegals do. But I don't think it's that. <laughs> I don't think it's pass out flyers. That's what, like, unfortunately, that's what comedians do. <laughs> but also, it's like that weird thing where it's like, it, okay, so with the rent control thing, I'm, again, I'm a big supporter of rent control. And yeah. Solidarity, socialism. However, uh, it just seems so, like, ham-fisted and, like, either it got through her executive because they didn't know about it or whatever it was to where, because, like, she has this, like, line where she's like, 
I'd stay here if I were you too or something like that. Like where she's like trying to show solidarity, which is great because like I love it. Single mom, solidarity, the whole thing right there. But like mm-hmm. it just seems weirdly shoehorned in and it just makes no sense like why she's a paralegal doing it. But okay, so she's got a rough job. And then we get to the introduction. Gordon Bombay. Gordon Bombay. Gordon Bombay. Just hanging out at the ice rink, eating leftover birthday cake, which I didn't even know was my dream job, but like, is that an option? Let's explain the birthday cake. So they introduce (laughs) Gordon Bombay, and he's on a broken down Zamboni. He has a shot where you actually immediately like, wait, is that that shit that they did where they like made Princess Leia or something like that? Or like where Luke in like Mandalorian looks like a fucking child again? Yes! (laughs) Did they do that to his face? I just like, ugh. Oh my god. Did they do that to his face and that's why he kind of looked like shiny in that way? That's a good uh, question. Yeah. I don't know 100%. It might be. Like, I mean, like... I can just eat... Ooh, someone dying to see the original. But they introduce <laughs> him, and so... Explain the cake thing. So, Bombay's just like, you know, walking and talking. Walking and talking to the, the mom, Alex. And he walks into the, like, little food court area, and there's a birthday cake, and he's just, like, eyeballs it. He's, like, how old is this? She's, like, three hours, and he's, like, got it. And I was, like, that is a negotiation that I want. Is this what the West Wing was like? Because I never watched that show, but I meant to. Um, We'll do a whole episode of podcast about that. It's trash. Stay away from everything Aaron Sorkin, but let's go back to the... I kept meaning to watch that, but I was like, I don't have time. Oh. Uh, it just it, it seemed like it was going to be a, a while. Uh, but, like, just, like, give me birthday cakes. God. Well, it's amazing, too, because it was like, hey, that looks like a good birthday cake. It really like, did. And I was like, did people just throw away birthday cakes like this? But it's weird. And it was just, like, such a weird thing. They're in Minnesota. So, okay, so this whole thing happened, season this, and they're like, okay, well, you know... Very quickly, you can see they're setting up the single mom mm-hmm. with Emilio. With like, Emilio, which is kind of his thing. I was like, I feel like I know the most about Bombay because, you know, A, he's the only consistent character between the movies and the series. But, right. like, he's got a type. Clearly a type. It's like a... Vulnerable <laughs> single mom looking for a coach for her son's team. A brunette. She can't be blonde. You can say no, like, the first one is blonde. Oh. The original one is blonde. Okay, perfect. So it's just like a lonely heart with a son, and I'm like, this again. Again, shooting fish in a barrel, probably doesn't have good <laughs> skills, realizes that she's vulnerable. Yeah. But like, you know, and he's a predatory lawyer. That being said about Amelia. Yeah, why didn't he go back to being a lawyer? Yeah, there's a lot of questions here where like you have a like actually like the big prop point about you got your law license back. But like, or just like how you didn't end up like so many different things in that situation. Mm-hmm. But... So he gets through the whole thing, and they're like, okay. It starts to be like, no, you, he gets this big, like, little speech with, like, the mom, where, like, you need to stop being such a fucking, you know, uh, helicopter parent. And to the kid, you need to cut your mom, like, you know, some slack. Yeah. Again, as someone who grew up with a single mom, there's some love I have in that. And, like, um, I've always said this. If you, because there, it's much less nowadays, but growing up, there was a big thing of this, and there still is a whole subculture of, like, Shitting on single moms, to which I will beat you to death with a wiffle bat if I ever see you in public <laughs> talking shit about single moms. That's all I'll say on that subject. Yeah. Th- that being said, like, uh, there, then they go on the whole thing where he's like, you kid gotta go ahead and get your own team because your mom can't do it for you. So kid decides mm-hmm. he's gonna do it. And the first people, the, the first kid he finds is this rich kid across the street who moves in. The Canadian. The, the Canuck. <laughs> and... We'll call him Hair Flip Canuck. 
Because God, the glamour shots they give this kid. So remember that one that like weird <laughs> show, Cuties, on like fucking Netflix that got all this I shit because like it was like it. clearly child porn, but it was like like, like it was a whole thing like about a very like artful story that like nobody got or whatever. And they were trying to explain time. how like yes, you're sexualizing children, but like it was actually sexualizing children in the process, or whatever. No, this was just some weird, creepy like sexy shots with twelve year old that like happened like not once, not twice. But, like, at least, like, three or four times in a quick yeah. succession to where it's like, okay, we yeah. get the joke. And, like, it'd be one thing if this show is, like, intended just for 11-year-olds. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. 11-year-old girls. Yeah. But it's not. It's clearly not. It's definitely a B story that's They're talking about Magic adults. the Fucking Gathering. No yeah. 11-year-olds getting Magic the Gathering <laughs> jokes. You know what I'm saying? Like, like it was just... It was, like, a very... Jonathan Taylor Thomas moment, so I enjoyed the casting of this child. It would have been fine. It was, it was a joke in that one moment right there where it made sense. Yeah, but or then they kept on doing, doing it, like it that was just fucking weird. It was yeah. just like where they literally had like three or four like like sexy hair flips with this child. Where I'm yeah. like, okay, this is fucking weird, but yeah. like, yeah, it just was. It was. And it would it would be completely different if like one of the girls on the team viewed him like that because at least we'd be looking at him through her eyes. But it's just us, the audience, no matter who we are, looking at this, like, this, like, angelic lighting and the slow-mo hair flip, and I'm like, interesting. That they gave it to him and not anyone else. Not anybody else right there. (laughs) It's just the weirdest thing. So, it all ends with Cake in the big speech. They also end up getting at this, you know, the little kid, so he's in his elementary school. Last day. Gets the team together. Not only did they get the the child who thankfully has, you know, a uh, fully able body, which they wasn't clear in the first thing when they were throwing things at him. Yeah. Uh, to be their, their, their goalie. I don't think these kids have names. Uh, no. But they had a <laughs> random girl uh, from a table where they all were wearing the scrunchies, and I we were supposed to ask Hillary what yeah. this was. But, uh, I feel like it's like a Visco girl. Is that it? Yes! Name? Yes! That's exactly what it was. I don't Visco. know what Visco means, so I don't Visco. want to say it. So, but they do the anti-oop thing. I don't know this. I'm an adult. Man. <laughs> but there's this whole table where they're all wearing that like meme from like two years ago. So they're like, Visco girls. I scrunchie and like a water bottle for some But reason. like one girl's not doing it and she doesn't fit in. So she joined the team. There was no kind of other explanation with her. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then, yeah. And then they also, there was one uh, other character who was very broadly introduced who was just like a kid who was a skateboarder. Yeah. Um, no interactions with the rest of the, of the group. And he's like, I don't like rules. Very early on, he's like, but I'll take a dare. <laughs> so we yeah. joined the team on a dare. Okay. And then they had a big uh, thing introducing all the teams with pyrotechnics and the kid from Letterkenny. It was amazing. It was amazing. I wish, I'm like really disappointed in my hometown. Don't remember pyrotechnics from my youth, um, no. youth uh, middle school you uh, know, athletics. Like a, you know, just, a little Zippo would have been Just that in Axe Body Spray. <laughs> 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 No, I don't remember that as much. But, I mean, I do remember that, but, like, that being officially sanctioned. Yeah. I do remember, like, lighting farts. I don't know why that was a Exactly. Thing. It wasn't yeah. sanctioned. That's the important part. But then, no, that's where the episode ends. Is like, we're introduced. We got the new Ducks fully formed. Emilio is not coaching, but he's supporting, and he's yeah. running the rink. Yeah. And Mom's going to try and coach. So, that's our week pack yeah. for this week. So, we're going to come back here to an extent, which are quack back, letter responses. So, talk to you soon after a word from our sponsors. All right, so we're here now for our quack back mm. section of the episode. Quack so, back. Quack back. So we're going to ask our quack pack to go ahead and send us uh, to our Instagram, our Twitter, which will exist here after we finish this episode, <laughs> <laughs> and 
and uh, just in general, just reach out with questions that you have, uh, Quack Pack. Yeah, if we somehow missed it, um, I think, semi-sarcastically. This is where the Quack Pack quacks back. If we make uh, the wrong quack in the wrong direction, I hope that you quack back at us. Oh, yeah. But, oh, so I can go like a 10 and just like be really outrageous. Oh, absolutely. But oh. Like, I think it's important for us to go ahead and make sure that we're responding to our Quack Pack and their questions here. Um, and the first question, actually, is from uh, someone who's excited to be a listener. Uh, RJ here in Michigan, and actually is from uh, his his wonderful, wonderful significant mother. I'm pull up the question here, so I have it. So he, they were asking here why Charlie is not in this new one. Is he too good for it? Yes. And so. <laughs> Tessa, I know you've done extensive research. Can you give a little background into like the wildness of the My Duck casting and behind well, the scenes? Guys. Oh, man. So, originally, Charlie was supposed to be played by, uh, what is his name? Gyllenhaal. Jake Gyllenhaal. Jake Gyllenhaal. Fa- you- Don't you talk shit in the skulls. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing movie, okay? like Was that him or Joshua Jackson? Or- That's Joshua Jackson. Okay, <laughs> but it, it, that's actually good because it does make them like seem like more interchangeable. <laughs> and I do kind of imagine them having the same personality, like a less enthusiastic Ryan Reynolds. Just like right. he gets the joke too, but he's never going to tell you. Like right, a hundred no, <laughs> like a less funny Ryan Reynolds. Yeah, like, yeah, 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 hundred yeah. percent. Like le- very less, much less charming. Yeah, but can yeah. you imagine Jake Gyllenhaal's parents after they cast on this role of like the biggest kids movie of the year, and they just were just like, no, we want him to be a normal kid this year. Or something? They must like, have beat him. <laughs> <laughs> they how really you, just looked to Maggie, and they're like, you're carrying the family. Now. How do you think John Bonet <laughs> Ramsey died? <laughs> no. <laughs> Dark. Too soon. Too soon. It's always too soon. <laughs> oh. But they give the that might have to be cut, but like <laughs> I just love the video of her brother being interrogated. I was like, part of me like really likes that kid. Like I feel like if I lived in Colorado, I would try to befriend him. Oh, a hundred percent. Because yeah. like you're like okay, so this kid lives in like there there's I mean, again, that's the thing is, like, there's so many levels of these movies that are, like, so accessible, regardless if you live in Minnesota, which we didn't message, which, by the way, in this, <laughs> this show seemed to take place in L.A., because I guarantee you... The diversity was on 10. Like, Disney takes their diversity <laughs> It was a so Benetton ad, and that does not exist in yeah. Minneapolis. Which is- Strange that a kid's show has this level of diversity, but every Marvel movie lacks. Which it. I want to be clear, Minneapolis is a tremendous Somali community, very diverse area. Yeah. Like there's like a, a strong Mexican community. There's a lot. There's very, very a lot of diversity in Minneapolis. Mm-hmm. But <laughs> I guarantee you, the youth hockey, especially power youth hockey, yeah, don't have that many people that are not yeah the color of snow. Uh, playing, uh, <laughs> uh, so. Yeah, I was like, that's, that's 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 the Twin Cities. Yeah, they probably have a, a strong diverse population, but we're talking Minnetonka, Rochester, one of the smaller urban environments. And well, so, it's true, but it's also something to where I felt terrible for the moms. We didn't mention this in the last segment. Not to go ahead and just like take us off there, but like clearly they not only sent this poor, the best paralegal. To go, like, shake down rent control people for a gym membership, which, again, doesn't make a lot of sense. sense. They did it to her in Brooklyn, because clearly she was, like, walking What is this alley? It was, like, what is this urban land 
we've all just been missing. Tell us, if you live in Minnesota and you just think that the world has gotten it wrong about you, but all I think about is 10 no, pounds dig, of rice. If that's actually a place in Minnesota, I actually want to see that because I've been there before. I've been yeah. to St. Paul. I've been to Minnesota. That is a fucking alley in Brooklyn. <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? Like, so, like, please prove me on that I'm wrong on this whole thing right here. I, agree. I mean, I agree, but, like, maybe, maybe there's something we're missing about Minnesota. Maybe yeah. there's something that makes their state great that they've just never expressed. Because it doesn't exist. It's, um, a, it's a possibility. So Tessa, what else can you tell me about like just casting craziness of Mighty Ducks in general? Like, I mean, like, what is else like? Is there any other like weird near misses we had like in terms of people who could have been cast in, in Mighty Ducks? People who could have been cast. Um, originally, or well, up for consideration was not just Emilio, but also his brother Charlie Sheen, which would have been amazing. To see kind of like the womanizer version of like a two and a half men version of Because <laughs> like, there's some good Charlie Sheen out there, man. Like you can like you can I mean like before Charlie Sheen. That's so what I'm like, saying, like before Tiger Blood right there. I mean like Major League was excellent and like you mm-hmm. know, like there clearly was a competition between the two of the brothers right there to an extent right yeah. there, you know. And including that the like they seem like they have I mean, their dad, I believe because their dad is um uh Julio? No, no uh, their dad is Michael Douglas, right? Michael Douglas, yeah. Right, who blamed his throat cancer on Catherine Day <laughs> Jones' pussy, if I'm not mistaken. Which like, is the only way you get throat cancer <laughs> exactly. and through. <laughs> no, it's specifically from him going down on Catherine Day Jones, that's what he blamed his throat cancer on. Well, that's what you get when you get a wife that's half your age. You gotta do work. <laughs> A hundred percent. And it's also something to where he's like, it's just amazing that that night, that, that's why I said like, with that there, it's like, you know, like Charlie Sheen's like, if that's your father, mm-hmm. it makes a lot more sense than a tiger blood. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, well, they're all like, going to live forever. Aren't they all like, like, isn't Michael Douglas, or the father, uh, like a hundred? Right. Well, I mean, at a certain point in time, I'm pretty sure as we've seen this one, that like, they're just turning into the Madame Tussauds, like wax museum so like one day they don't die <laughs> they just stop moving <laughs> like, they just highlander they just take each other's life force and then the next one just and they physically forever. they just bring a u-haul truck up there and they just like lift you up on that and they just put you on a little like you know kind of like figurine platform and just like you know and then they retire you on the, the, the i want to have a, like i want to retire my jersey like when i die like whatever my signature outfit is that year i want it to be like retired like in the rafter somewhere like i want it to be epic i cannot wait to die just in case that wasn't heard of the mic, Hillary mentioned that nobody can buy it from Zara. <laughs> yes, it'll be a crew neck black shirt. I'll just retire it for the year. <laughs> this is this is excellent. Ugh, this my is later excellent. years, I've, I've got plans. Uh, <laughs> spending all of my 401k super frivolously. Uh, this is a uh, question from a uh, listener, Jewel. He asks, why are the rinks so cool? We put a man on the moon 60 years ago. How come we can't have ice parts cold and the fan parts warm? Joel, you raised a good point. You raised an excellent question. Like, when was the last time you went to an indoor ice rink? Maybe like five years ago? One in Kenosha? But, like, don't they kind of suck to go to? Because it's like, yeah, I got to go ahead and, like, hang out here. But it's like, I'm hanging out essentially outdoors, indoors. You know, I am the wrong person to ask because I thoroughly enjoy cold weather and cold things. Okay. 
I like thoroughly enjoy it. It is. Do you? The one thing I do like about an ice cream core, like a core. And a hot chocolate machine. They have like, a hot chocolate machine, which got that like the like the like the yeah. Yeah, the like real generic like Seven Eleven type hot chocolate is you know, so good. Which yeah, is so like, good. Like probably filthy water, <clears throat> hot though, like filtered through, and never cleaned. Yeah. That's to, like seasoning a like a cast iron pan. Like right. that's not mold. No, 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 no. It's exactly it's it just it just seasons it right there yeah. with the, with the hot chocolate uh, flecks that come down there right there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and the rat shit and all. Yeah, the rest of the yeah. I mean, you need it. You're allowed to eat a certain amount of it. It's fine. No, I'm with you. But <laughs> uh, the one thing I do dig is like the weird bouncy floor that where you walk on if you even if you don't have skates on, yeah. you can walk on it with skates. Like that's kind of cool. That's cool. That's cool. It's like yeah. kind of on, like a moon floor. Mm-hmm. Um. But yeah, they're always, it's just like you're frigid, and you're just like always cold, and you're waiting constantly. You just remember a lot of waiting at those places this and stuff like that, and like, you know. Um, and also, like, somewhere in New York, a few of them, like, have, like, the, like, arcade or something kind of fun. Like, now they're all just like a fucking, like, it seems like an old folks home. It's got that same, like, kind of, like, <laughs> architecture, blandness, like, it's, it's, it's not amazing, so... Um, I do like it though. I feel like nostalgia like outweighs like all of my discomfort. I just love I love people watching a and it just also reminds me of a bowling alley, which is like a ten out of ten. Every time I've ever been to a bowling alley, it's ten out of ten for people watching. Like the most interesting people also bowl. I think you're wrong, and <laughs> and I think that there is some level of any of those kind of rock center places. It's fun. And that like, nacho cheese? What is that? No, that's always, not the food, really. Maybe I'm just hungry. No, that's it. If you, <laughs> probably both are. But, like, uh, <laughs> I think that there's something to that. But I do think that, like, at the end of a day, like, there's something to be said for, like, in this show, like, clearly they found the old nostalgic one that, like, on Tuesday shuts down for, like, a weird swingers orgy on the plane. <laughs> <laughs> and, like, you know, like, uh, th- those are the cool kind of places that don't exist as much anymore. So I give credit towards that, where it is. But Multi-purpose spaces. Multi-purpose spaces. So we do have to wrap up our first episode. But quack, quack, before we do, we have one last question from our loyal listener, Casey. And so Casey has uh, asked us, Casey L. from um, Chicago, he asked us, um, with the advent of the Mighty Ducks new show, how are we seeing the balance between the new characters and old characters because Casey uh he grew up on the old shows mm-hmm. and the old movies mm-hmm. and they were like a really important thing to him and you know I think his biggest concern his question he asked was like you know mostly it was, it was a long question he wrote literally like three pages which I can't read all <laughs> is Casey a super fan he's a super fan but <laughs> What I will say is that Casey's, like, I think a root of the question he was trying to ask was, like, does it live with the expectations of the old show? Does it have the spirit? Does it have the spirit? Yes. Yes. It definitely has that ragtag spirit that is in the original Mighty Ducks. A lot of the same, like, character matchups, like the um, kind of, like, obnoxiously funny, um, I think his name's Abrahamic? What's his name? Something starts with an A. Yes, yes. That one. Yeah. Um, and we got that in the announce, the announcer kid. We've got uh, Joshua Jackson's character. Yeah. Coleman back in the lead. I don't know any of these kids' names of the new series. <laughs> but yeah, a lot of the same uh, roles are filled. Like, we've got the same core cast of six and then some extra, you know, extra players. And uh, yeah. It's all giving me the same vibes. I'm just hoping that the female characters this, this time around have a bigger 
say, a bigger role. I loved in the first version of Mighty Ducks that they had the girls who figure skated and brought other um, ice sports into it because, yes. I mean, not that it's unrealistic that girls would be into straight up hockey, but it just seems like that's a clear overlap in both skill and interest. So you want to see that beyond the little segment they did where they had her drink or dance her ice dance. Yeah, the mom the, does a little something to win. That was a funny moment yeah. where they had her dance to the, the children. Uh, uh, Save the children. So what is it? Children are the future. Yeah, the children are future. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, like, uh, like um, <laughs> well, I keep always convincing that with the 30 Rock one where it's like the, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like the children. <laughs> No, that was cute, but I I think I'm with you. I think the like they've also, in my opinion, like I think that like again, I intentionally didn't rewatch these movies to like not get all clouded on it and be like, I think they've hit it. I also think that like it's exactly why I wanted to do this podcast because it's like. They're hitting some of the bigger notes while at the same time, like, disnifying it in such a, like, modern version, too, which is, like, it has to, like, have certain beats that just kind of make it even more ridiculous. And also the fact that, like, they could do this as a movie. <laughs> could have done this as a straight Disney movie. I was shocked that this wasn't a movie. I was like, what are you talking about? Episodes? Like, what? Instead, they're going to break minutes, what it? should be a 90-minute movie into, uh, we're going to see probably, like, twice that. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, and so, uh, we're going to be here for it. So, Quack Pack, <laughs> thank you for listening to us on our first episode. Yes, thank you. Uh, we're going to be here. Again, this is Andrew. And this is Tessa. And Tessa, where can we hear you every single week? Yes, you should check out SFL if you enjoy my my little bit of comedy stylings. We review movies uh, featuring female leads, hopefully. Sometimes not so much. Um, And yeah, we are doing a series on dance movies coming up. So if you also have a strong, strong passion and love for dance movies and how ridiculous they can be and how even more ridiculous the women are, even if the story is somehow about them, you should check us out. We're SFL underscore Chicago on Instagram. Yes, that is correct. <laughs> awesome. It's amazing. I'm such a fan, and I'm so happy and thankful as you were here to join me. Uh, but, yeah, I think that most importantly, we thank our Quack Pack. Quack. Quack. <laughs> quack. Uh, <laughs> and we will be here next week for episode two of Game Changers. So, see you, Quack Pack, next time. Bye. Bye. <laughs>